Welcome to Team Perry's Step Out of Line podcast, featuring co-hosts Perry and Lori Finkelstein. Together, they explore, meet, and share inspirational stories with guests who have made a positive impact in today's world. This podcast resonates with our hope to make this world a better place one step at a time through love, acceptance, and uplifting conversations. I actually, of course, you know, like the little education, you know, geek that I am, I went and researched you. <laughs> um, and I went through quite the binge fest of of the um, podcast. So I want to say um, I'm a big podcast listener in general. I love podcasts, um, but I'd never heard of your podcast before. And I want to say um, so honored and humbled to be included with such amazing people. And so then I, you know, I had like that little moment of imposter syndrome where I'm like, Will I have anything interesting to say? I don't know. So I want to say thank you. Oh, and also who could forget you guys had um, Baked by Melissa on, which um, I lived in New York for 13 years. I love those little cupcakes. Harry admires strong women who have just like a go-getter. I asked Perry before we started, I said, what do you like best about Jill? Okay, besides you love Benefit and you want every Benefit product in the world, what do you like about Jill? What, what drew you to her? And she said, she's a real go-getter. And to me, uh-huh. you know, that's, that's who Perry is. She's a go-getter. And you might look at her and say, you know, what can she accomplish or how is she going to do this? And she just manages to get things done that nobody else can do. So she's, yeah, she's fierce. I take this from, from yeah. <laughs> For her to call me a go-getter is, um, you know, is, is, is again, pretty amazing and pretty humbling. And I, and I thank you for that. You know, I did, um, I did do one marathon in my life. I did it. I did the New York city marathon. Um, I didn't run it. I walked it as a tomato. It's like, it's a long story, but basically I (laughs) Sure. Okay. Um, I was dressed as a tomato. I was an actor at the time and I was doing a um, promotion for a company called Walnut Acre Soup. And I was literally an organic tomato walking the marathon. And it was long and hard. And that suit, which was, you know, made pretty lightweight after, you know, the first 10 miles was very, very intense. So um, the fact that you do marathons just literally blows my mind. And I'm super, super impressed. And, um, you know, I think I did that one as a tomato. And I just said, Yeah, I'm good. I'm good on that. But I do do. um, I do now walk. um, Walking has always been a big part of my life. I do now walk the um, Susan Komen three days, which are 60 miles, um, for breast cancer every year. Um, uh, yeah. And I used to run as a kid. I don't know if you remember this walk, but the, um, the March of dimes yeah. for muscular dystrophy. I used, I used to walk, walk that as a kid. And one time I got to see Donny Osmond, you know, on the walk, it was very exciting yeah. for me. <laughs> with the fabulous hair. You never heard that? No, the dolls. Donny Osmond. No, 
pink, purple socks now. So marathons, we, we equate marathons really with life. Um, it's so hard while you do it. And you go through so many emotions as you're doing it. And then when you're done, you wait. You can't believe you did it, but you're so glad that you did. You're glad it's over. And you can't look at somebody yeah. else running for at least two weeks. It makes you sick every time you see somebody run. Right. And then you're like, oh, I could. it's like birthing. I could do it again. So we're talking about stepping out of line. And Jill, can you think of any point in your life where you stepped out of line um, in any way, whether it's your career or personal life? I've been a big, you know, stepping out of line stepper. Sure. That sounds good for a long time. Um, you know, and I actually, um, I remember that wonderful, um, Emmy speech from, um, Alex Bornstein from marvelous Miss Maisel. And, and it was such, it was such an impactful speech and, you know, um, I, as I was thinking about, you know, this podcast and kind of thinking about, okay, wh- how, what would I say? There's been several times in my life, like I, I moved to Japan, I lived there for a few years. Um, I lived in Saipan. Um, you know, I've, I've always been involved in acting all these different things. Um, but what hit me about that story was literally, um, you know, and again, I would never compare like what, what I've been through in life to what, you know, Alex Bornstein's grandma had been through, but, um, but it is that moment of somebody is saying, okay, this is the way it is. And we want you to just stay here. And then for me, you know, I I think what was so impactful about this story is it's the question of what if I just decided to step out, right? So um, for me, it was actually about this job. So I, um, I used to work for um, Origins, um, Origins in New York City. I love New York. Um, I feel like a New Yorker, even though I'm really now from California. I'd worked at Origins forever for 13 years and I loved it. And I, I was, I'm a big skincare person. I love skincare. I love people's skin. I love helping people with that. Um, and so I thought that I was just going to retire and die at that company and be like, well, that's, that's my path. And, you know, I love this company, but if you had asked anyone at origins, Hey, you know, is there another company that you would ever go to? I would say, yeah, there's, there's one company, you know, there was one and, uh, you know, but it's a little company. Nobody knows it. It's out in California. It's in San Francisco. It's just this little like kind of indie brand. And they were like, oh yeah, what is it? And I said, oh yeah, it's called um, Benefit Cosmetics. And I had been a huge fan since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure Perry, you're, you're a fan. You know why you're a fan, right? It's like, it's, it's a fun brand. Like it's really kind of kooky and crazy and, um, It's beautiful and it's got great stories. And it was founded by two amazing twins, Gene and Jane Ford, who in 1976, you know, they flipped a coin and they were like, we're going to either do makeup or casseroles. And they chose makeup. Thank goodness. (laughs) You would have chosen casseroles. (laughs) Anything related. Be like, okay, she would choose makeup. 
I know exactly. I mean, if if they had chosen casseroles, I would be right now slinging the best darn tuna casserole you'd ever have. But um, so anyway, so I was like, yeah, it's a really small brand. Nobody knows about it, et cetera. So I, I was on year 13 at Origins. I was a global director of education, which means that Anytime that you go into store, anyone who um, who touches you or anyone who works for the brand, if they give you a facial, if they, you know, um, sell you a product, all of that education background, what they're saying in store has been um, has been thought about and implemented and um, put forth by the education team. It's basically like end to end service, right? So one day I got a call from a recruiter in California and they said, Hey, you know, we have this job. Um, We want you to, we want you to apply for it. And uh, they don't tell you the job at the time. They don't, when a recruiter calls, they don't say the name of the job because they don't want you like going after your own, you know, job to like call them up yourself. So I said, okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, You know what? I'm not interested. I'm doing good where I'm at. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye. And they're like, oh, you know, so that was the end of that call. Well, six months later, I received a call from the same recruiter and the recruiter said, you know what? I kind of can't stop thinking about you. And, you know, you just had this kind of right energy. And we actually went through and we offered that job that I had asked you about to another person, but then they um, dropped out for whatever reason. Would you, you know, I I know I already asked you, but would you be willing to come in for this job in California? And I said, look, you know, I have to tell you, like, there's only one brand, one other brand in the whole world that I want to work for. And they said, okay, what brand is that? And I said, "Uh, you don't know it. It's called Benefit Cosmetics. Now, you know, this was a while ago and they were like, what? And I said, yeah, Benefit Cosmetics. I think it's in San Francisco. And they're like, well, that's the job. Get me that interview and I'll get that job. Now, what's even crazier, there is, there's a whole process that you go through called an assessment center. And what it is, are you guys ready? It's like Survivor. So you're in a room with five other women who are interviewing for the same job and they make you do presentations and they make you speak and they make you take a math test and they make you do a writing test and you go through this whole experience. It was eight hours of an interview. Okay. So you go through this whole process and I could kind of tell because uh, my background is in acting. So, you know, auditioning is not unfamiliar. Like some women were getting kind of tired after hour 10, you know, after hour like five. And some people were like still, yeah, they were still in it, you know. So it was very much like Survivor. It's like you're kind of looking like who's going to, you know, still be in it, whatever. So um, fun story, the person who is going to be my boss comes in in the middle of I'm giving a presentation, you know, they had said prepare this presentation, and prepare a how to presentation, but don't make it about beauty. So I did my, my son was five at the time. So I did how to read to children. And so I'm sitting there with my book and I'm like holding it up and I'm like reading and, you know, and then they, then for the how-to presentation, you have to turn it over to someone. Well, this man had walked in the middle of my presentation. 
So I said, I would like him to read it. (laughs) (laughs) That was my future boss. I had no idea. So he, you know, does the presentation. He reads it all, et cetera. And then he leaves. And then um, they call me the next week and it gets even better. They say, well, you know, you did really well. You were really engaging. We really liked you. We think you're really benefit. You're amazing. You're this, you're that, you're all the things, la, la, la. And they said, um, they said, you, you scored the highest that anyone scored on the math test. All these things. I was feeling so proud. It was like, yes, I got this job. Yes. Um, I also want to mention the first time I went to benefit, it's like a beautiful Barbie doll house came to life. And the second that I walked in for my interview, I cried. Like I just knew, I knew this was my job. So the woman on the phone says, so, and I'm like, "Uh Oh, she says, so you didn't get the job. Oh, and I said, (laughs) I said, excuse me. And I said, okay, can I know why? And she said, well, you're all these great things that she had said. And I'm not just saying that to be egomaniacal. I'm just trying to paint you a picture of like, what's happening here? Why did I not get the job? She said, however, we're just not sure if you're politically savvy enough. And I said, oh, and I said, okay. And I said, "Um, let me, let me say this to this woman on the phone. I said, I think you should reconsider. So look, she had just told me I hadn't gotten the job and I'm literally telling her you need to reconsider, which is kind of not very politically correct. Right. So she's probably right. (laughs) So I said, look, you know, I am not the most political person in the world, but I did work for Estee Lauder brands. So I do know politics. I can handle it. You could call anyone at Lauder and ask them that. However, I'm not the person that is always just going to say yes, just to be a yes person. I am going to express myself and my opinion. And so I think you need to give me another chance. And they did. And I went through that whole eight hour day again and got the job. So for me, that just as I was thinking, I could have, as I was trying to horribly compare it, it in no way compares at all to um, Alex Bornstein's grandma's, you know, story. My version of that is, This woman said, you didn't get the job. And I should have said in all intensive purposes, okay, right, right. But I didn't. And I said, you know, and I even said, look, you can call anyone at Lauder. You can call Jane Lauder. You can go, go crazy, call anyone you want and, and ask them. And they're not going to say I'm the most political person, but they will say a lot of other great things you know, and they will say that if you want the unvarnished truth, that I'm going to give it to you, whether, you know, whether it's good or bad, it'll be the truth. 
And so um, for me, that was a really big moment. And I've been at Benefit Cosmetics now for, I'm going on my 10th year. Um, and I started off as just the vice president of the US working for that man that I made read the book um, <laughs> in front of everybody. And, um, and then from there, you know, I got um, to be the vice president of the Americas. And then now I'm the senior vice president um, of education for global benefit, which is really, really cool. When I say today, I always giggle. I giggle a little bit because when I say senior vice president, I'm like, because <laughs> it just sounds so crazy. <laughs> Harry actually is in an international business class and everything's online at home. So I, I get to listen to the teacher's lectures at time and she's learning um, about, you know, globally what businesses have to do and how they have to adapt to the culture of the host country. Very interesting. I'm sure in educating everybody who is spreading the message of benefit and what you represent and your mission in the stores and locally, you have to take into account so many different things. Do you get to travel as well with your job or did you before the pandemic? Yeah, so before the pandemic, um, I was traveling pretty much every week. So I would, you know, I was domestic. So I would go out and come back and go out and come back. Um, now, obviously, since the pandemic, I haven't traveled at all. Um, so that was a really big adjustment for sure. Um, and it's been it's been uh, it's been really interesting to to be home, but really to learn how to connect in different ways. Right. And Perry, you know, to that point of um, for international business, you know, we have to take kind of the culture and the idea and the DNA of benefit, and then also like let the culture of the country live, you know, in, in the benefit vein, which is, which is very interesting and very challenging. I know um, when we were talking about your products before we came on, because Perry was using some of them, whatever she had, she was using, I don't know if you know, it's the full effect. Um, and she said, you know, this brand... <laughs> I don't know if you realize it when you create the um, the brand, um, the packaging and, and the way that everything is, is done is that it's very accessible for her. They're not heavy products. She's not, she's able to open them up and, and put on everything herself without assistance. And although you might not think of that when it's being developed, um, I know she's using it in that way. And that's yeah. one, of the, one of the reasons why she gravitated initially towards the brand was uh, the, it was an accident. It was pure, you know, kismet luck. But everything is very accessible for her, and it's uh, it's light and it's uh, easy. Texture, like right, like it's very easy to open, and you have large and small sizes. You don't just have this big clunky size that she's trying to throw mascara on. You know, it makes it very yeah. um, accessible for her. So I appreciate that. So I don't have to do her makeup. She does all her own makeup, and and it makes it a lot easier. Mm -hmm. So that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I really thank you so much for saying that. And I actually um, can't wait to pass that along to 
um, the head of packaging, you know, I know that that would just absolutely um, thrill him. So yeah. um, thank you so much for saying that. And, and, and thank you. And that is definitely a way forward that we need to concentrate on it. When it comes to beauty, because people get really loyal about skincare, right. what's different about makeup is like, we're like, Hey, next, next, you know, next thing, next thing, next thing. Um, you know, and uh, I will st- I will tell you, if you do ever fall in love with something at the Lauder Brands, the Lauder Brands actually has a pretty amazing program called Gone But Not Forgotten. Oh, neat. Um, and, and I talk I talk great about other brands all the time because there's enough money for all of us, right? We're all, we're all in beauty. We're all making things. We're all excited, you know, to share our wares. So at... Um, in the uh, at Lauder, if there's a, a Mac Cosmetics or Lauder or any of those Lauder brands, if there's something in there that you really love that they discontinued, they have a program called Gone but Not Forgotten, and you just call them up and they'll get it for you. That's awesome! Yeah, boom! What a great idea! Yeah. But at Benefit, we we are very we're but the difference <laughs> for us at Benefit is that we're a little lean and mean kind of brand, not mean but like lean and scrappy. And so we, uh, you know, we have to, we have to, we, we, we live to, um, just have a certain amount of SKUs or product on the shelf, you know? And so once we start to say in order to make room for something, something else has to go. Cause there's a, there's a finite number of, of what can kind of roll in and what can kind of roll out. Especially during the pandemic, even though things are opening up and like we're putting on makeup for the first time in a long time and feeling like, okay, we have to leave the house and, and, uh-huh. and look good. Finally. Do you find people really are now saying that's it? We've got to move on. We've got to look pretty. We got to, cause to me, makeup is not changing anything about myself it's just it's making me feel like I can get up and go and feel good yeah. about everything like I have my face on I can go um, right like it gives you confidence and um I think I think post-pandemic I think we all need that it's not just you know I think it's every everybody needs to boost their confidence up because we've all been dragged through the mud at this point so a product that would make you feel better you know, it, it's really more psychological than, than anything else that you feel amazing when you wear it, such as like when you're wearing the Team Perry t-shirt, you feel like you can do anything and you can. Yep. Um, yes. So I think that with that, I mean, we um, at Benefit, we really feel like, well, first of all, our motto is laughter is the best cosmetic, right? And what that means to us is that when a woman is smiling and laughing, she's at her most beautiful. So for us, makeup is really just about an enhancer of that natural beauty. And whether you want to wear it on your eyes or whatever, we actually, we did, we did okay. Um, you know, this past year it was, it was, I think it was hard on most people in makeup, um, because people were at home and they stopped wearing makeup and that's okay. Um, for us though, we tend to focus on this area here, the brow, the lash, you know, straight to right. What what we're calling above the mask. mask. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I think, you know, for us, we, we were doing okay, which by the way, Perry, Let's talk about your brows right now. They look um, really good. They look pretty, right? I hope, 
They do. She's, she's got it going on. I think for sure, you know, the makeup is going to be coming back, you know, and again, everything, you know, since now we're only expressing with our eyes, we need that brow area taken care of and the lashes and all of that. And then I just like to put on a really nice, bold um, lip that's matte and will just stay all day and doesn't come off on my mask. Oh, she's very fascinated by your rollerblading. Also, I was more fascinated with your acting skills and the rollerblading. Uh, and, um, really, you could tell you're a very um, outwardly gregarious, happy, you know, person that people want to be around. Because I know, like, just talking to you right now, I'm you know, I, I feel like a, you're a friend across the country that, you know, I wish I had met years ago and, and here we are meeting now. But I think um, the skills that you develop as a child and as a teenager and through college and, and every facet of your life have led you to where you are now, and which is why you did get the job and why you did deserve it, because you just had that, you know, stamina that you could you could just stick anybody out. Um, and get the job and just say, you know, this is mine and I want it and you got it. And I love that in a person. And I know Perry admires that also. We love strong women who know what they want and they go out and get it. And if they can't get it, then they figure out something else and get that. Well, I mean, I think there's that saying that goes, um, love what you do and you'll never work a day in your life. The thing is, is that what I think about that, and this is something to like think about going forward is you guys mentioned that you saw that I was, um, you know, roller skating. It's true. I actually roller skate for benefit. I have my own hashtag. It's hashtag roller skating VP, um, which, you know, check out that hashtag and you'll see some really crazy, funny pictures. Um, but I have this whole musical theater background. And so what I did was I literally brought kind of all of that with me, you know, my experiences in Japan, my experiences, like you kind of just bring just to your point, Lori, you bring everything with you. And then you put that you bring your whole self to the job. And then you never work a day in your life, because you're fully embodying all of the parts of you, you know, like I said, I love skincare, I love to do facials on people, I love to roller skate. I love to sing. I love to, you know, so, so really it's about like, don't be shy and don't be afraid to be, to bring all of the parts of you to, to work into what you do and that, and then, then it won't feel like work. Find the job that accepts all of the weird and fun, you know, quirky parts of you too. find that job that accepts you. And if it's, if they don't, if they don't want the whole thing, then, you know, find something else.